Welcome to the Christian Writers Workshop, the podcast that gives you the tools you need to turn your writing and publishing dreams into reality. Here is your host, award-winning author and speaker, Michelle Lazurek. Welcome to episode one of the Writers Workshop, where I help turn your publishing dreams into reality. I'm Michelle Lazurek. Back in 2009, I felt a call in my life to begin writing. What I mean by that is, I felt a small tugging on my heart from God to write a book. Now, I had no idea how to write a book. I hadn't written anything more than an academic paper for school since college, so I had no idea how to even begin something like that. But I was obedient. I began to pray, began to study the Bible, and I asked God, how do I even begin to take on something like this? And as I read through this Gospel of John, I began to notice how many times the Apostle John referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. So I began to write about my thoughts on the subject and started to incorporate stories and illustrations. And sure enough, two years later, after a long, hard journey, I had my first book. I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. Now, after nine books later, and here I am today, helping aspiring writers like you make your publishing and writing dreams a reality. So what about you? Do you want to be a writer? Does your heart beat every time you pick up a pen? Do you find yourself daydreaming about receiving the first copy of your new book in the mail? I'm sure everyone does. It was such a special moment for me the first time I saw my book in print in my hands. In a sense, it was like I had had a baby or something. It was like I created that. I made that. And it was something special. It was something near and dear to my heart. And I'm sure for you as a writer, you want to have that same dream become a reality. But you have what it takes. There are certain character traits that every writer must possess in order to be successful. So here are what I would say are 10 traits every writer must possess. The first is a writer must be called. There are two types of writers, ones that want to write professionally and ones that write as a hobby. Which are you? Writers who make a living at writing are those who can say they are called to this profession. The calling is most important because it's what gets you out of bed in the morning and allows you to put pen to paper. It's also what keeps you up at night because you have such a great idea you just can't wait to write it down and get started. The calling is, is essential to being a writer. Writing certainly doesn't make a lot of money. You have to have a second job in order to maintain your cost of living and achieve your dreams as a writer. You have to feel like you're called. You have to feel like this is something I was meant to do, that I was born to do. If you can honestly say that that's what you feel, that you were called, then chances are you probably will become a writer and you, your dreams will become a reality. That book will come to pass. But you have to know that you're called. You can't treat it as a hobby. Second trait is a writer must maintain perseverance. Every writer gets rejected dozens, sometimes hundreds of times before their manuscript actually finds a home with a traditional publisher. A writer must write about what they believe in and see it through until the end. Perseverance isn't just something that you do in writing, but it's something you have in life as well. Are you someone who gives up easily? Are you someone who will quit when things get tough? Are you someone who's willing to, to stay the course, to continue on the journey, even when things get tough, even when life throws those curveballs in your way that prevents you from getting that book done? Are you willing to persevere? Are you willing to set aside that time 
that you need to write that book? Are you willing to put forth the time and the money and the resources to make sure your message gets out into the world? The third trait is a writer must be patient. In this age of self-publishing, it's easier than ever to become an author. It's a great time to be an author. Especially with things like Amazon and other self-publishing companies, you can virtually do it for free. But just because anyone can publish a book doesn't mean you should. Some writers have their first novels published right away, while others wait years. A writer friend that I know, Karen Whiting, says she waited 11 years for one of her manuscripts to be published. Are you willing to wait to see your work in print? Now, oftentimes when young aspiring authors are asking me questions about writing, I normally ask them two questions. First question I ask them is, how long are you willing to wait? Is this a message that you think you need to get out there right now? The second is, how much are you willing to spend? Writing takes a lot of money if you're doing it the self-publishing way. There's book cover design, there's editing. I certainly wouldn't recommend anyone to put their book out there without having a professional editor look at it. But yet, a professional editor costs money. Are you willing to put aside to invest that type of money into your project? Are you someone who simply just wants to become a writer and not put the hard work and effort into it? If you're willing to put the hard work and the effort and the time and the money and resources into your project, chances are when you are ready to be traditionally published and have a publisher publish you, your work's going to be so stellar that they won't have, they won't be able not to, to publish you. The fourth trait is a writer must be passionate. If you don't believe in your work, who will? Write about topics of which you believe you can contribute. Everyone has a story. Everyone has circumstances and situations that they could be writing about. For example, are you a single mom trying to raise children? Are you a young widow? Are you a ministry leader? Find websites, blogs, and other places that accept articles on these topics and write for them. The best articles a writer can write are are about the ones in which they share personal experiences. Authenticity is key in writing. That's what helps establish your own style. You don't want to be like someone else. You don't want to read an Ann Voskamp or uh, Joyce Meyer or Joel Osteen and try to mimic what they do. You're not Joel Osteen. You're not Joyce Meyer. You're you. God has created you specifically for a particular message at this particular time. And you're going to add your own spin to that. At the very first writer's conference I ever went to, I sat in on a publishing appointment. And this was an opportunity for writers to submit their proposals to a publisher for possible publication. And I was terrified. I mean, I'd never done anything like that before in my life. And this particular one was different. Instead of being one-on-one with a publisher like they normally do, this time around it was a team meeting. And when we all got together, there was about six of us in the room. And the woman uh, who was the acquiring editor had us all sit around in a round table. And we had about 20 minutes with her, 10 of which she spent speaking about her company and what they do and, and possibly what they were looking for. And then we all got about a one-minute span of time to talk to her about our proposal and what we wanted to write about. 
and she was going to give us feedback and whether or not that was something that their company uh, was looking for. And I remember as we went through line by line, uh, each person uh, down the line, and uh, she got to me and she said, well, that sounds excellent. Send me a proposal. And I was like, what? I can't believe this. This is my first time at a publisher's appointment and she wants to see my proposal. I was so excited. I, was, I could have literally jumped and skipped out the door. But then she turned to me at the very end and she said, it sounds like you have something of interest to write about. But she said, be prepared. Be ready. Don't waste my time. And what she meant by that was to make sure I followed all the guidelines of the company, to make sure that I was good at following directions. She also wanted to make sure that I could hand in assignments appropriately and on time. And I did that. And within a few weeks, I sent it in. Now, of course, it was rejected. I didn't have the platform. I didn't have any sort of way to get my message out there. And so um, it was rejected. But the neat thing about um, her take and her care toward me well, she actually spent time on the phone with me and she went line by line and page by page with my work. And she said, this is good. Keep this or don't write this, change it into something else. And I just remember it was so special to me because she took the time out of her busy schedule to talk to me about my writing and my project. And I never forgot that. And I actually, to this day, I'm still communicating with that woman. And I went and thanked her when I got my first traditional book contract. I thanked her. Um, for her kind words to me and just her willingness to spend time with me, in a sense, kind of take me under her wing and kind of teach me a little bit about what it means to be a writer. And so that's what I want to do. I want to pay it forward for all you guys out there. And so that's why I'm doing this podcast. This is definitely something that's not in my comfort zone at all. I'm an introvert by nature, so I just like to sit behind a computer and be quiet and just write and let people just take my words at face value on an, uh, a website or in a book that they read of mine. But I wanted, number one, to stretch myself. And number two, I wanted to pass along the information that I've learned throughout the years and give it to you guys. I want to see so many people have new books be birthed into reality because of this podcast. And so that's why I'm doing this. So that's my passion. What's your passion? Find something that you're passionate about. If you're passionate about seeing young women released from sex trafficking, write about that. If you're someone in ministry who feels lonely and wants other people to feel like they're not alone, write about that. If you're a young single mom who's um, having difficulty in life, it's difficult to raise two children or three children on your own, write about that. But start small. So many people want to start with the sprint, but they don't want to take the training necessary to, to run that marathon. So they think, oh, okay, I want to write a book. And that's great. But are you willing to do the little steps, the baby steps that are necessary to train your mind and to train your and hone your skills? So start small. Start with articles. Find places that write about what you want to write about and write for them. Think about guest blogging. Are there friends of yours that you know that write blogs on topics that interest you? Ask them if you can write for them. That's a great way to start. Be consistent. Do what works for you. If you have a busy schedule and you can only do one article a month, then do that. But each time you write, you're practicing. It's like that person training for the marathon. 
You start off with a sprint, you start off with that one mile, then you move on to two, then three, and so on. But you're going to run out of steam if you're not passionate. Make sure what you write about is something that you feel you could be writing about in three to five years from now. The fifth trait is a writer must develop thick skin. Now, I already kind of shared a little bit of my story of my first rejection, but I just kind of want to let the cat out of the bag, so to speak, and let you know that you will be rejected. It's just a part of life. It's a part of the writing business. There's no one that I know that has never been rejected. That can be as an article and it can be as a book, but you will be rejected. And oftentimes rejection can soon become a writer's middle name. Author Suzanne Shipman said at a writer's conference, I'd received so many rejection letters, I could cover my walls with them. And she did. She actually used it as wallpaper and wallpapered her walls wall to wall with rejection letters. The biggest lesson in writing is that you will be rejection, that you will be rejected. But here's the thing. Use that rejection as an opportunity for growth. Don't let it stunt you into not allowing your dreams to become reality. What can you learn or improve as a result of this rejection? Is what they're telling you, is there a grain of truth to what they're saying? Do you repeat words that you shouldn't repeat? Are your stories weak? Whatever they're telling you in terms of feedback, take it to heart and learn from it and grow from it. And you will become a better writer because of that. The next trait is a writer must be aware. Some of the best writing prompts don't come from a book, but from everyday experiences. A simple scene like a dad hugging his son on the street can open up your mind to write. What about that crying baby in the quiet library? How about a child carrying a red balloon holding her mother's hand? That new controversial TV program everyone's talking about? Reality TV is huge because of its ability to allow its viewers to relate. People like to read about what they know. So do that. Write about what you know. Don't be afraid to use your own personal experiences and be transparent with your audience. That seriously is some of the best writing that I've ever read are from those that are really open and honest about their situations and their circumstances. No one wants to hear about from a very polished person who has it all together and never does anything wrong or has never had anything bad happen to them. No one wants to read that. What they do want to read about is that person who has messed up a million times and is going to be able to get that second chance or that fourth chance or that millionth chance. There's something relatable about that. So don't be afraid to open yourself up and offer your own personal experiences to your audience. Chances are it's going to be very cathartic for you and it's going to be extremely refreshing to your audience. The next trait, a writer must be organized. Now, if you're not someone who's organized, please don't turn this off and think, well, I can't be a writer because I'm not organized. You definitely can. You just have to make sure you have the right tools that will allow you to be organized. What, about, what I mean by this is, does an article catch your eye while you're surfing the net that you think might relate to an article or a blog post that you want to write about in the future? If you think you'll remember about that article later, you won't. So invest in some software. Software programs like Evernote and Scrivener are wonderful places to be able to collect your data, 
collect those articles, and file them away for later use. If you're not computer savvy, that's okay. Simply print off the article, place it in a file folder, and label it future articles. But you have to be organized. Every time you submit an article somewhere, write it down. Get an Excel spreadsheet. It's very simple. You use each block or cell in that column. Write down where you put it, where you submitted that article, the title of the article, and when you sent it. And if it was accepted or rejected. Here's why. Because in six months from now, you may not remember that you sent out that article. But you're definitely going to want to find out about the status of that article. How will you know if you sent it out if you can't remember that you sent it? That way you have a record of all the articles you've ever sent and whether or not you heard back. If in two or three months you haven't heard anything, send them a quick email and ask. Say, you know, I don't mean to bother you, but I sent an article out to you a couple months ago and I never heard. Was that something that you might be interested in publishing? Sometimes those things get caught in an email spam and that person never receives it. You don't want to miss the opportunity to get out your information to your audience by simply not following up with someone. And if you follow up and you don't hear anything, well, then that's a closed door and that's okay. Go on to the next one. At least now you know an article is free to be able to submit somewhere else. But sometimes if you get feedback and they tell you, oh, I never received that article, well, then you're going to be happy that you sent out that follow-up email. Number one, it demonstrates that you can follow up appropriately, that you're passionate about your subject, and that you care about that website or that company that's going to be publishing your, your stuff. But you have to be organized. If you don't have some sort of record of what you've sent out when, it's going to be so easy for you to get off track, lose those articles, and lose those opportunities to get yourself published. The next trait. A writer must be honest. Always tell the truth when writing. Obviously, except if you're writing fiction. Anne Lamott, author of the popular writing book Bird by Bird, said, Risk being unliked. Tell the truth as you understand it. If you're a writer, you have a moral obligation to do this. And it is a revolutionary act. Truth is always subversive. I love those words. Those have such power to them. Risk being unliked. You know, we often don't hear about the person who always followed the rules and always did what they were told. It's the controversial people. It's the people who pushed envelopes. It's the person who tried to shock a little bit and push the boundaries a little bit. Those are the people that we hear about. And those are the people who achieve more success because they're not unwilling to take risks. So risk being unliked. Be completely honest. And this might be tough. If you're writing about a tough Subject, let's say, for example, you're a sexual abuse victim. That is a tough subject. And if you're going to share your story, you may have people involved who are still alive who may read or hear about what you're writing about. And that's a tough one. So you have to decide if that's a story that you want to share right now. And that's okay if you don't. Don't risk your own personal safety over your writing. But at the same time, it doesn't do your audience any good if you're going to be superficial or fake about what happened. If you truly want to see an end to sexual abuse and you want to help victims, then you may want to share your story openly, honestly. Now here's a tip. You can't share someone's first or last name without their permission. 
technically they could come after you and you could be sued. So you want to make sure you have permission for each person that you want to share. You can also change those names to protect them, and that's okay too. But decide what you want to do, and if you're going to tell your story openly and honestly, then you may have to share about certain situations where people who are involved can hear or stumble across your piece of writing, and you need to decide if that's something that you're willing to do or not. But we all have to be honest when we're writing. Trait number nine, a writer must take baby steps. Start small. Babies don't learn everything in one day. It takes them years to develop into the people they were meant to be. In the same way, it will take you years for you to become the writer you were meant to be. Your styles may change. You may have more of a teaching style in the beginning, and then it may change to a more conversational style later on, depending on who your audience is and what your, um, the needs of the website or the publishing company and what they're looking for. There's nothing wrong with that. Styles evolve over time. But you're never going to get there if you don't consistently write. So start out small. Carve out 20 minutes a day, three to five times a week. Start that blog. Blogs are free. Two most popular blog sites are Blogger and WordPress. Choose one of those based on whichever one you feel is easier to navigate and start writing. You can even use it as an online diary if you want. You can set it to private so no one can even see if you feel uncomfortable about putting your words out there for everyone. But keep consistent. When you have more time, write more. Try writing one article a month. Commit to sending now to a website that accepts those submissions. Runners who run marathons don't start out running marathons. They start out with a mile at a time. They don't even get off, get out into the field until they put their running shoes on and they commit to run a little every day and they slowly increase over time. That's what you have to do. Your book is not going to happen overnight. In the same way that losing weight or saving money or becoming a better person doesn't happen overnight. You didn't get that way overnight and it's not going to change overnight. Start small. Start by setting a goal of losing five pounds, for example. And it's the same as your writing. If you want to save some money, save a little bit at a time. But when you're doing your writing, commit to small chunks instead of one huge amount of time that becomes overwhelming for you. Take those baby steps. Soon you'll have blog posts, and then those blog posts you might want to turn into an ebook. So your book may evolve over time, but again, you can't do that unless you're consistent. A little bit over time is better than nothing over time. The last trait is a writer has a vision. Each year, commit to writing goals for your writing. And every year, I set my own writing goals. I set maybe seven to ten of them, and I make sure that they get done. Starting a podcast was one of mine for 2017. And so here I am today, achieving that goal. Yeah, it's out of my comfort zone, Yes, it's risky. Yes, it's putting myself out there in a new way. But I made a commitment. And I'm going to, I'm going to fall through with that commitment. Successful writers, they set goals. And they work hard to achieve them. Once you've written those goals down, and you have to write them down, you can't just put them in your head, share them with someone. Make yourself accountable to someone else. 
and make sure that that person that you're accountable to is someone who's going to ask you regularly about your goals. And if you don't follow through with a goal, you have to make sure that person who's following up with you makes it difficult for you not to follow through with that goal. You have to be afraid to tell them you didn't follow through on something. It can't be a friend that you know is going to say, that's okay. Because it just makes it so much more difficult to follow through with something if you know the consequences aren't that great. But if you know that person that you talked, that you shared your goals with is actually going to say, now, what are we going to do to help you get there? You're going to feel a little more afraid to tell them. And you're actually going to try to work harder so that you can be proud and tell them, I followed through on that writing goal. So once you have your goals and you start to achieve them, evaluate them. At six months, find out, are you on track to achieving your goals? Did you set your dates too far in advance or too close? If you find out that you're not on track with some of your goals, what can you do to adjust or change them? And remember the old saying about setting goals. They have to be SMART goals. The S in SMART stands for specific. When will you complete this goal? By what date? Simply saying I want to lose weight is too vague. But I want to lose 10 pounds by April 1st, that's specific. The second, the M in SMART stands for measurable. How will you know when you have achieved your goal? Goals are good when they can be measured. Track your progress each week and write down your successes and failures. I'm sure you've heard the statistics. Those that lose weight, that want to lose weight, do better when they write down what they've eaten in a food journal or they've tracked their calories in an app. They're way more likely to achieve that goal of losing weight by doing the extra step, writing it down, being accountable. So measure your success. The A in SMART is attainable. Climbing Mount Everest may not be possible given your age or location, but hiking a mountain in a nearby state park is. What do you want to attain to improve your writing life within the next year? The R is realistic. Paying off $10,000 worth of credit card debt by next month is mathematically impossible. Unless, of course, you receive some sort of inheritance. So what can you do instead? Can you pay off $1,000? Make that your goal then. Don't make your goals so grandiose that they are almost impossible to achieve. Don't set yourself up for failure right away. Make them realistic in a way that you can set a reasonable time frame and given your current circumstances, can still achieve. And the last is timely. Every goal must have a time assigned to it. So simply losing 50 pounds isn't going to work. But if you do say lose 50 pounds by June 1st, or I will lose 20 pounds in three months, Again, that's timely. It has that time frame attached to it. So you know by that deadline, you know you need to have your goal achieved. And that's what's going to push you. So that leads me to the action step. Each episode, I want to give you at least one or two action steps or some questions to think about as you think about what we've talked about today. So here's your question. What is one thing you can do to make your writing dreams a success today? What goal can you set to take that next step in your writing career? Maybe it's starting a blog. Maybe it's starting to guest post for people who have websites that you can write for. Maybe it's simply doing research and finding out what topics of interest that people are writing about that you can write for. This has been episode one of the Writer's Workshop. I'm Michelle Azurek. 
Take care now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Christian Writers Workshop. Don't forget to connect with Michelle online at www.michellezurich.com. Join us again next week and find out how to turn your writing and publishing dreams into reality.